0: Welcome to everyone tonight and uh, if we have any guests tonight we welcome you we are glad to have you can y'all hear me okay I'm not hearing me which is not unusual for just the way the setup is but so all right amen I want to um, I, I, I I've got something tonight it's I, this, I don't expect it to go beyond tonight but through 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 some, I was listening a little bit this week, uh, or I say a little bit, I've been listening to some of Brother Mark Morgan's podcasts, some of their um, messages from their church in in San Francisco, and uh, he said some things that just kind of got some things rolling in my mind, my spirit, and um, so I, I, uh, in in some ways, I've I feel like this is something that would would be a little more fun to preach, um, but I think, and and maybe you'll understand this as we go along here. I, I think I understand why the Lord has given this to me in more of a teaching setting because, and if we're not careful, and and uh, sort of my style, if you will, I, I tend to get a little bit excited when I preach and. Um sometimes we can write things off as just emotion um uh, and, and hype and um that's normally not the case in teaching because it's usually much much calmer. So I I, I, I understand it from that perspective and I, I wanna I wanna challenge you. I, I feel like um as you begin to hear uh as I get to kind of where I'm going, if you're not careful, I, I I feel like in some ways this would be easy to just sort of write off as whatever. But at the same time, if I could be so bold as to say, I I feel like this is a very uh, significant and important thing for you and I to get a hold of. Um, So if you'll open your hearts and spirits, and we'll trust that the Lord is going to speak to us. Isaiah 5, I want to read one verse here as a starting point. Isaiah 5 and 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not. Somebody say, shall not. not. It shall not return void, or it shall not return unto me void. But it shall, it shall accomplish that which I please, And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Father, thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence, another opportunity to join together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. I pray, God, that you would minister to us tonight, talk to us, work in us, work on us, work through us, God, let something of eternal value and significance be accomplished in our lives tonight. God, I pray tonight that there would be a that there be a spirit of revelation that would rest upon us, that we might be impacted by your word, impacted by what you would desire to say to us tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to read... That verse to you from the Amplified, or from a couple other translations. The Amplified, number one. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless. But it shall accomplish That which I please and purpose. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And then the Message Bible. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. That verse in all three translations, is absolutely matter-of-fact. It does not say, my word might. It does not say, my word may. It says, my word shall. It shall not return void. It shall not return empty-handed. It shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, now folks, the problem is never God. That's right. That's the truth right there. If something doesn't work out right, if something doesn't work out according to God's will, the, the failure is never on God's part. The Word of God, meaning the Bible, does not lie and it does not fail. And if somehow something seems to not go according to what's promised in there, I promise you, you need to step back and take a different look from a different perspective because the Bible is not the issue. Anybody here tonight, Got and and you can if you want, I'm not necessarily asking you to, but... Anybody have any, any words from God that maybe you, 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 you don't necessarily, you're struggling with the absolutes of this verse? You're not absolutely certain it shall accomplish, it shall prosper, it shall not come back empty-handed? How about that? Let me ask it this way, and I would like some feedback here by your hand or whatever. Anybody in the past ever had a situation where you were doubting if the Word was truly accomplishing, if it was going to accomplish what it was sent to do? Yes. But there is absolutely no space for failure in that verse. It... Shall accomplish what it was sent to do. It shall not return void. It shall not return empty. The Word of God is not a fishing pole that's cast out into the river or the lake or the ocean that you constantly reel back in with nothing on the end of the line. That's not what the Word of God... God says, I will accomplish what I send my Word to do, or it will accomplish what it is sent to do. It will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it the word that goeth forth out of my mouth and and i think that i think at least for the context of tonight we could say that 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 basically is is rama <laughs> a word that goes forth out of his mouth that is a rama that is a living that is a fresh word from god does anybody tonight you either have personal or you are you firmly believe in the collective promises, words that we have as a church. Anybody How many have you got you have, you have not that, that God has confirmed not it's not, and i don't mean this to be unkind at all, but it, 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 you, it, you know it's not just your wishful thinking, but God has confirmed in, in various ways personal promises to you, personal promises to you. If you don't feel like you have one per se, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily anything wrong with that. But again, I, I, the way I said it first, you either have personal ones or you believe in the ones we have collectively. So hopefully between those two, you've got some promises you believe in. His word says they will not return Void. So I uh, I we've we've got several electricians in the church and several I there, I think there may be a couple of present tonight. There's a couple of them uh that that I know for various reasons are not here. So uh this is this is the layman's explanation here. This is the layman's uh presentation, okay? So in 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 an in electricity there is, there is what's called the closed circuit. And basically, the closed circuit means it is a complete electrical connection around which the current flows or circulates. There is an unbroken circulation, connection, the wire from the battery to the this case the light back to the battery i didn't think i had any reason to try it tonight but the lord was really good to me and he's going to give me another chance or i'm about to completely jinx the whole setup one one or the other so a closed circuit. There is a there and, and there there is a closed so you got the source of the power and what is being powered, but there is a closed circuit. And and can I tell you, and, and here's the here's the here's part of the basic gist of the revelation tonight. I think part of the problem for many of us is we do not have a closed circuit. So this is going to be a really feeble attempt at a Bible, which represents the Word of God. How about that? It works. I, and then then I need, this is going to be, I, I'm not an artist at all, so this is going to be an extremely poor attempt at, at a flame. So, you know, you have to use your imagination there. I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> Because, and 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 here's the context of my poor attempt at drawing. Because I, I want you to think of it this as this, again, the previous image. You've got the battery, so that's the source, right? So, but I want you to think of 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 the context of the word, and especially Rama, but but also the spirit of God. And the bottom line is, they're one and the same. God is a spirit. The word became flesh, the word was God, so really, but I just I want you to kind of, in this context, think of, 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 of it that way, not just the word. So I know the verse I read says the word will not return void, but, but I, the, what the spirit sends So here is <laughs> another really bad, feeble attempt here. So here we are. So 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 here's the here's the first here's the first part. The word the word the word is sent, right? The source sends the word. But the problem is, oftentimes we don't close the circuit. I know, I know that the psalmist said that we are to hide the word in our heart. But that's not the context of this tonight. Rarely, rarely, rarely is this ever the issue. I do know of one example in scripture where the issue was the first part and that was in Daniel. the, The Lord said, the day you prayed, the day you prayed. I answered the day you were prayed. The day you prayed, but there was a there was a conflict that took place, and it took 21 days. But most of the time, God speaks, and we get the word. The disconnect is on our side. And and so here's here's what 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 the the tangent I guess in some ways the Lord kind of led me on is the word is going to accomplish what he sends it to do because if it doesn't, he's a liar and he doesn't lie. He cannot lie. So a word from God cannot do anything but accomplish what it was sent. But too many times it gets to the part it's supposed to create some power in. And we don't, again, we do not complete the circuit. Oh, hallelujah. And again, the problem is, when that doesn't happen, and it doesn't seem like God does what he said he was going to do, who do we typically blame? Well, Well, you said, but you didn't. And God's going... I sent the word. But you didn't complete the circuit. I know that will be very life-impacting for you. That slide will be stuck forever. I just have to say I am excited that I finally got to use my little pen. So... How it now now you gotta you gotta you got to. I'm not what I'm about to give you is the, the basic part of this. If you stop if you check out on me there you're 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 so missing it. And again, this is part of the reason why I feel much more at peace about doing this tonight than on a Sunday night where I have the microphone in my hand to spit in it and yell and scream. Because I feel like this is very important. And I don't mean that in a in a whatever, an arrogant, prideful way, but I, I feel like if there's too much hype and emotion, you're you're gonna you're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. I'm concerned that without hype and emotion, you still may miss it. Deuteronomy twenty seven fifteen says this this is some of the giving of the law, the communication of the law to the children of Israel. Cursed be the man that maketh any graven this this isn't about the law here Stay with, so don't get too bogged down in that <laughs> cursed be the man that maketh any graven image graven or molten image an abomination unto the lord the work of the hands of the craftsman and put it in his secret place now watch this watch this that was the that was i believe the levite or the priest speaking the word and watch what happens and all the people shall answer and say amen now here's part of the point of some of my ramblings a moment ago this is not about you what i am what this, this this is not about you saying amen in a church service even though and i'll read some things to you in a moment there's nothing wrong with that and it might not hurt you to do that but but I'm, my point is, I don't want you to miss right now where I am and where I'm going, that all I'm doing here tonight is trying to encourage you to say amen in church. That is not the point. But all the people, the word was sent, and the circuit was closed by them responding, Amen. Amen closes the circuit. Now, again, I'm not talking about you here right now or Sunday morning and Sunday night. It helps, and it's a part of it. In in, in verses 15 through 26, verses 15 through verse 26, every single one of those verses has the phrase, and all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Verse 15 through verse 26 end exactly the same way, that phrase. And all the people answer and say, Amen. Because the word is sent. But if the word's going to accomplish what it's sent to do, the circuit's got to be closed and that is on us. You might actually think it's better off if I was just simply here tonight to preach to you about saying amen in church. (laughs) It's a common word to us, we use it. But I, I, I want you to get the context of the word. According to Brown's driver and Briggs, it simply means, Verily, truly, amen, so be it. So be it. Let it be so. Now I understand the verses I just read to you, uh, or the verse I just read to you, God was giving law. And I understand he wasn't giving them some exciting, wonderful promise of what he was going to do, but it's the principle of it. The word was going forth and the response of the people was, so be it. And all the people shall answer and say amen according to the international standard bible encyclopedia I like this first part here it just sounds it, it, reading it makes me sound very I feel like I'm, I feel extremely educated and smart by just reading this amen is a particle of attestation adopted into all the languages of Christendom doesn't that just sound really cool and deep and Sounds a little deeper than so be it. <laughs> in the end of a sentence, it often occurs singly or repeated, especially at the end of hymns or prayers as a man and a man. The proper signification of it in this position is to confirm the words which have preceded and invoke the fulfillment of them. So be it. Hence... I'm teaching, I'm teaching. I'm getting a little too excited here. Hence in oaths, after the priest has repeated the words of the covenant or imprecation, all those who pronounce the amen bind themselves by the oath. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I told you, I was just using that as an example, but the the primary focus is not about an oath of an instruction of a commandment. When a rhema goes forth, when a word from God goes forth, and you give an amen, you are binding yourself to what God has said he would do. But again, word goes and we hide it in our hearts and often we hide it in our hearts this way well let's just see and you break the circuit and the word does not get fulfilled in your life and again who do we point the finger at in the public worship of the primitive churches it was customary for the assembly at large to say amen at the close of the prayer, a custom derived from apostolic times. Anybody want to be apostolic? Amen. Ah, You want to be apostolic? You may need to insert a few amens from now on. several, this is this is awesome to me, several of the fathers refer to it. Jerome says that in his time, at the conclusion of public prayer, the united voice of the people sounded like the fall of water or the noise of thunder. It wasn't just amen. And it wasn't just Amen, because they had an understanding. We are binding ourselves to this, and we are we are confessing our faith by an amen that is in agreement that we believe what has been said is going to be so. The verse there that's referenced first Corinthians fourteen, sixteen. And, 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 the context here, Paul, if you read some of the context of this, Paul is talking about speaking in tongues and whatever in a, in a, in a, in a gathering of people or whatever. And so he says this, else, if all you're doing is basically, the context is, if all you're doing is speaking in tongues, else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupyeth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? Seeing he understand not what thou sayest? What he's saying here is if all you're doing is speaking in tongues, how are people going to know when to say amen? Right, right yeah. Because they need to complete the circuit. I tell, say it again. I'm 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 enjoying this part about church just because I'm I'm putting in a little bit of plug. I told you already uh bishop can do the silence thing. I don't like it. You can you can listen and say amen at the same you can really be listening and say amen at the same time. You can still close the circuit. Amen. Funny thing is one of the podcasts, Brother Morgan I was listening to this week, he said he's he was referencing are y'all quiet because you're listening. Uh well Maybe our Brother Morgan too, but I'm not, I'm not Mark Morgan or Chester Wright. I'm not even. Notice, notice Paul in the discussion of tongues and how he, he, he's making the point. If all you do is speak in tongues, people are not going to know when to, to, to give their voice of agreement of an expression of faith. So you can't just do everything in tongues. International Bible Encyclopedia Revised Edition says this it is evident from 1 Corinthians 14 16 that in the early church the congregation was expected to respond with a spoken amen. Man, this is good. I just <laughs> this practice is reflected in the book of Revelation. Man, we well, we're all about being apostolic, some of you never say a word when I preach or anybody else preaches. I read that again? It was, it was, it was evident, it was evident that the congregation was expected to respond with a spoken amen. I'm feeling something. Hallelujah. And then, and, and lastly on this New Unger's Bible Dictionary says, with regards to the amen, it was a custom which passed over from the synagogues into the Christian assemblies that when he who had read or discoursed had offered up a solemn prayer to God, the others in attendance responded, amen, and thus made the substance of what was uttered their own. Several of the church fathers refer to this custom, and Jerome says, and and there it is, repeated in another commentary here. They they understood that that amen made it their own. Now again, I am not, this is not, this isn't even primarily, the purpose of this is not even primarily about you saying amen in church. (laughs) The, 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 the bigger point of all of that and the primary point of reading all of those commentaries is that you will, you, you will be reminded or maybe some of you for the first time get an understanding of, of, of what that word really means. It's not just some kind of simple, it's the way we know we're done praying. Amen. It is yours and my expression... Of an agreement with what has been spoken, and it is a making it our own, and it is a completing of the circuit. Here's the problem faith is not confirmed or affirmed by mental assent. you don 't complete the circuit because in your mind you say, "Well, I believe that It is not a the thought of the amen that makes what God has said yours. It must be spoken. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I... We also believe and therefore we speak. New Century Version says it this way. It is written in the Scriptures, I believed, so I spoke. Our faith is like that too. We believe... And so we speak. Yes. Amen. How many times has God given you, whether by the preached word or some other way, has God sent the word, but you have never given an amen to it? Name, and it's very easy and it's very safe to say, well, I believe it, but never say anything. Right. Right. That's good. There's a whole lot less risk to say that I believe it without saying it than it is to say something. Right. Right. But life and death is in the power of the tongue. We know there's importance in our thoughts. There's plenty of things throughout Scripture that demonstrate that, but there is something about the spoken word that releases. Yes, sir. Right. Yes. Yes. I believe, therefore, have I spoken Now, I know some have taken this, and and if you're confused about it, we can help you tonight, but this is not how you get saved. This is not an explanation of what to do to get saved. Paul is talking to saved folks. Read the first couple of verses of Romans 1. He is talking to people who are already saved. This is not an altar call with a bunch of unsaved people of how to get saved. This is not a basis for a sinner's prayer. Romans 10.10 For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believes, but there needs to be a spoken word of agreement. If you truly believe it, then you need to confess it. Scripture says unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. My take on that is just my personal take, not saying it's the explanation, but my take on that is you're actually willing to think things much crazier than you're willing to say. You're willing to think about God doing bigger things than you're willing to say with your mouth, especially if somebody's listening. Because you can think the craziest things you want in your head, and nobody ever knows. But if you open your mouth to say it, then people are going to be like, oh boy, he's crazy. And and so, the scripture says both, that he's able to do above what we ask or think. The bottom line is, faith gets expressed through our mouths. Faith is not faith if it just stays up here. Faith is not faith if all it does is stay I believe, I believe. Are you thinking all day? I believe, I believe, I know God, I believe God can do it. What are you saying? Are you saying anything? Because the Word is sent. Yeah. Yes, sir. And if it's not going to return void, you've got to close the circuit. And and, and, and again, just in case you're you're, you're missing, my point is not not closing the circuit simply, totally, literally by an amen. But what amen represents, and, and we may need to say more, you may need to say more than just amen, but that's a good start. Preacher gets up, myself, or somebody else gets up in this pulpit and declares some kind of word from God, reminds us of some kind of promise, there needs to be you. You, for your place, for your your spot in what God's going to do. You need your personal Amen. amen. You need your personal declaration. That's mine amen. I don't know if you're taking that or not, but amen. I'll take that. If that's what God's saying, amen. Again, I, I know I'm just saying the word, but you get it. It's more than just the word. If if God's promising that amen, I'm taking, I'm I'm latching on. If God's saying he's going to do that and his word's not going to return void, I want to make sure it doesn't stay here. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, brother, right? Let me, let, me, let me put it this way to challenge you if you don't necessarily agree with what I'm saying. If God simply responded to needs, then I think what I'm saying wouldn't, wouldn't be accurate. If God simply responded to needs, then there would be no need for an amen, there would be no need to close the circuit. But God does not simply respond to a need. I'll prove it to you. How many of you have a need tonight? Oh, I know. My God shall supply. I know that. I know all that. But my point is God responds to faith. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, he does. I think I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this as a pastor and have studied and read the Bible, but, but uh, one of the, one of I don't remember which one, I've listened to about two or three messages this week Brother, Brother Morgan has preached, and, and one of them, he, he pointed out that the, the, the man from the tomb of the Gadarenes, or the man from the Gadarenes, there was actually, he said, the scripture says there was two, there were two of them. But we know of one. Because God does not just respond to a need. If God simply responded to a need, then why are there hospitals? Is that not a need? God does not simply, oh, there's a need, let me take you, oh, there's, no. He responds to faith. The woman with the issue of blood said, If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. There's no way in this world that she was the only one there that day that had a need. There's no way. And yet she's the only one in that... Specific situation who got something from God. Why? Because she said, I'm not just waiting on him to come to me to supply my need. If I can get to him. And so my amen or whatever other words go along with that is my demonstration of my faith. So that God's not responding to a need. God's responding to faith. I'm going to say it again. It's not faith if it's just up here. I, I don't I don't you know what I almost every time I do this, just being transparent with you, almost every time I do this, I almost as soon as it gets out of my mouth, I said it's Sunday morning. There are miracles in this place right now. Yeah, <laughs> what if they're not? I don't know. But I'm also pretty sure, if I just think it. And don't declare it, there probably really won't be. Could it be that the devil bombards our minds so much with doubt... To silence our voices is because he understands when something happens, when we give our voice as a declaration of faith to what the word has said. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not here tonight talking about name it, claim it, blab it, and grab it. Just, you know, I, I don't mean, you know, you're going to be driving a, a, a Ferrari. God's going to bless you with a Ferrari. You're going to live in a mansion. I'm, I'm talking about a genuine word from God. That you are confessing your faith with that word. Yes. So so let's go back to this and we're going to move on a little bit from, from this. First verse I read, the first verse we read says his word will not it will not return void. And it will accomplish what it was sent to do. Now, now, now let's look at this. There's a little bit of a transition here. Luke 18, verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. How often are you supposed to pray? Always. Always. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God. Hear what the unjust judge saith. Hear what the unjust judge saith. He's going to do for her what he needs, not out of love and compassion because he's trying to get her off of his case. Shall not God, if the unjust judge will do that, will not God do more than that? And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Speedily, Nevertheless, he's going to do it. But when he comes will he find faith on the earth Amplified I tell you he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily However when the son of man comes he, will he find and get get the amplified here will he find persistence in faith on the earth When he comes. This verse, most of my life, I've always heard this passage with regards to the rapture. But I don't think in the context of this verse, and this passage, this parable, that's the first... You can apply it that way, I think, but that's not the primary context here. Not when he's talking about this unjust judge and this woman that's persisting about getting something. And then he says he's going to avenge his people speedily. But when he comes. When... Hear me now, you hear every individual, you listen to me right now. When God shows up in your life, exactly right. Right now. when God shows up, he may take a little time getting there, but when he shows up, will you still have faith? Will there still be an amen? All right. on, when he shows up, is your response going to be, oh, what are you doing here? I didn't think you were coming. Or is your response going to be, I knew you were coming. I knew you were going to show up. I, I, not as soon as I wanted you to, but I knew you were going to. He says, when? When? Not if he comes. When? Is he going to find faith? I promise you, if there's never an amen, there's not going to be faith. If there is not a confession of your faith, you are not going to be waiting with faith. You ever paid attention to what Mordecai said to Esther? No. He didn't say we think God's going to deliver us. He didn't say we hope God's going to deliver us. He said God's going to do it. The question was not, is God going to deliver us? Oh, hallelujah. The question was not, will God deliver us? Mordecai was not questioning if God was going to deliver his people. Mordecai said, the question is this, Esther, who is God going to use to do it? Because if you choose not to do what God has placed you, positioned you, called you to do, that's all right. He's going to find somebody... Stay with me because you don't know, but that was a key point. You ever, you ever watch a movie the second time and you got something the second time because you heard it the first time and now you understood what they real I forget what I just said, but you need to get that. I'll repeat what I said, at least close to it. Deliverance is coming. It's just a matter of will you be a part of the deliverance? Because there's a word. uh, There was a word that was sent that's not coming back void. It's not coming back empty handed. That word is going to accomplish what it was sent to do. The question is, who is going to close the circuit? You know the story or most of you know the story thankfully Esther got the message and got on board and she was the one but again the question was not would Esther or would God deliver the question was simply was Esther will you be the one that God uses because he's going to show up he's going to come and do what he said he was going to do He just needs to find out who's going to be there. And when he shows up, will he find faith? I wonder how many times God has speedily finally showed up in your life, but he didn't do what you had been praying for because when he finally showed up, you had gone your separate way because you didn't have faith. And maybe that started when you first got that word and you just simply hid it in your heart. You know the the parable of the talents? He gave what, five to one guy? Two? And then one? What did the first two guys do? Oh, come on, in the context of this message tonight. Completed the circuit. They went and did something. The master gave them the talents. They went and did something with the talents. He shows back up. The guy that had five now has ten. The guy with two now has four. But the guy that got one didn't close the circuit. He hid it. He hid it. He buried it. He kept it right there. And it stayed as one talent. Notice, notice if you haven't ever noticed this. Notice, he was not reprimanded because of the lack of volume that he had, or or, or let me let me re- try to rephrase that. He, he wasn't rep- reprimanded over how he compared to what the other two guys had accomplished. That wasn't the issue. The issue wasn't you know they've got ten and you've uh, no. The issue was they did something with what they had and you didn't do anything with what you had. Man, I wonder how many buried words from God there are throughout this earth. Because what do you, I knew you were a hard master. I, you know, I knew that you reap where you did. I knew all that. You think maybe that didn't cross the other two guys' minds as well? Or, or maybe what crossed their minds is, you know what? I may try to invest or do something with these five talents. And what if I lose them? Put that in the context of this. Well, you know what? I think I got a word from God, but what if I go around proclaiming that and, and my, giving my amen to it and then it doesn't happen? So I'm just going to hide it in my heart and guarantee. A promise from God is conditional. All you got to do is look at the phraseology of it. <laughs> go to Second Chronicles 7.14, one of the most notable ones. If, then. If, then. Now, when God makes an oath and swears by himself, there's no if. He's going to do it. It's just a matter of who's going to be a part of it. But if he gives you and I a promise, it's always an if and then. It's not, here's what I'm going to do, and we just sit back, you know, drink our iced tea and wait for God to do it. It's if you do your part, I will do my part. But you've got to close the circuit. So, so watch this. He says, "When, when, when—not if—but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith?" Now, watch this. I, I mentioned this a couple of nights ago. Although I've taught on this several years ago, but I mentioned it recently. I don't remember if it was a Thursday or a Sunday. But the the, the parable of the of the seed and the sower and the four kinds of ground. That parable is as most of my life, I've heard that parable used in first and foremost in the context of reaching the lost. And that when it comes to the lost, there are four kinds of ground. But I personally, after my own study of that parable, that's not the first and foremost context of that parable. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to his followers. And he said to them, be careful how you hear. It wasn't about just simply look at the ground you're sowing seed. It was how you hear. And so the bottom line is you and I have control over whether we're wayside ground, stony ground, thorny ground, or good ground. So I say all that to say, I do believe you can apply that in the context of the lost. But then there's, there's, I'm about to read it, there's another one that I've always heard it, first and foremost, applied to the lost. But I think it has, I guess it's the same way as the other one, sorry. <laughs> always heard it in the context of just the lost and the unsaved, but there's another application in principle confusing myself the first parable was not to the lost this one is but it has application to us first one was to us and has application. you got that I'm clear I'm clear up here now that's all that matters <laughs> I was confused a moment ago but I got it so so watch watch this watch this not one before I go to it and we start to read it remember first verse I read to you my word will not return Void it will accomplish what I send it to do, right? Now watch this Matthew ten seven. And as you go, preach saying The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is what is worthy. Now. The context of that is not worthy in the sense of their status, their 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 position. Their watch the watch the the context of that. If they are worthy and there abide till you go, who in it is worthy and there abide till you go thence? How is it? How is it that you determine if they're worthy? Here's how they determine if they're worthy. When you come into a house, salute it. Bless it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. Now watch this. But if not, if, it's not, if it be not worthy, then what? Let your peace return. Meaning, take back what you just gave. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or, or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy. Inquire who in it is worthy. And the way you're going to find out who is worthy is you are going to, you're going to send your peace. And if they are worthy, your peace is going to abide. They're going to receive it, and it's going to do something. But if they're not worthy, if they don't receive it, take it back. Don't leave it there. If they're not going to close the circuit, don't just leave your peace. Don't just leave the blessing you have given. Take it with you. And then when you walk away, shake off the dust from it. Don't even let there be any remnant of it. So, my word is going to accomplish what I send it to do. Here's the question. Are you and I worthy vessels? Because here's the problem. God cannot send a word and it come back void. I know, I, I know I'm probably messing with some of your heads tonight. That's all right. I'm messing with mine. I Again. First and foremost, I believe this, this parable applies, or it was not a parable, it was Jesus' instruction to them. This his direction of what they were supposed to go do. I believe, obviously, in the context of it, I, I think it applies to the, the unsaved, those that they're trying to reach. I, that, that's first and foremost. But I think there's a principle here that applies to us. God is not just going to leave words hidden away in houses, in vessels, because he said... My word is going to accomplish what I send it to do. So I wonder how many words God has sent to some of us. But there was not an amen. There was not a taking hold of it. That's mine. Let it be so. It will be so. It's going to, God said it, it's going to happen. God promised it. It may, there may appear to be a delay. I may have to have some persistent faith where I keep knocking until it finally happens, until God finally comes. But God is going to come. Amen. It is so. Let it be so. You know what? Maybe some of us actually don't have the words we thought we had anymore. Because God sent them to see, are you going to close the circuit? Are you going to close the circuit? Well, I don't know about that, brother, right? You mean to tell me God's going to promise you and say, yeah, if you don't do your part, I already said it, it's an if then. Abraham, God didn't say, Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. So you just chill out, hang out. I'm going to take care of it all. I need you to get up from where you are and go. Let me, let me I'll, I'll put it this way. Sometimes the amen is not necessarily your mouth, it's your actions. Yes, 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 yes. Obviously, there is a verbal amen, but there's also needs to be some action, some, some steps taken to demonstrate our amen. Yes, that's right. Peter could have sat in the boat all day long and said, I believe I can, well, he told me to come. I believe I can walk on the water. I believe. No. There's got to be a response. Jesus sent the word, come. If Peter had not gotten out of the boat, the circuit wouldn't have been closed, and he wouldn't have walked on the water. There had to be a response back to the word. I, I, I got a feeling there. I, I, I think there's probably some things in my life. I'm not here tonight shooting at you. I'm not here throwing stones at you tonight. I think there's probably some things in my life that are still stuck right here because I miss the amen. Again, I'm not talking about, this isn't all about a church service. You may be by yourself in the prayer room or at home in your bedroom praying and God gives you a word. You know it's a word from God. There needs to be an amen. Have a green light. Had the green. It. It's easy just to. Well, I'll see. We wait and see. Let's see if it happens. Let's, let's see. No. And the people said, Amen. And the people said, Amen. I'm not, I'm not repeating this. Just try to get you. I'm, 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 I'm just repeating. And the people said, God said it. The man of God spoke it. And there was a response. There was a demonstration. I am a worthy vessel. Here, here's another one. Bishop taught this several years ago now. We're going to give an account for every idle word. What's the, and, and and I'm not saying it doesn't apply this way. We always we, we use that that for every frivolous word, all your frivolous conversations, you're gonna have to give an account. That's not what that is. Idle word is you've got a promise from God, but you haven't closed the circuit. It's stuck here, but you haven't given an amen to it. An idle word is, God has given you a promise, and you're dealing with circumstances that are contrary to that promise, and yet you don't let that word lay idle. You take up that word, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and that can be a rhema, and you fight against the circumstances with that word, not just simply let it go to waste. And one of the most challenging words to swallow as a parent is when your kid comes and tells you, well, you said. And when you did say and you failed, that's a tough pill to swallow. You know what? If I'm not mistaken, the Bible says something along these lines, except, except you be converted and become as little children. I know some of you parents are have greater character and integrity and whatever than I do, but I got. there have been a few times in my years of parenting that I finally just said yes because I was so tired of saying no. Okay, I don't care if it is 12 o'clock. Go go drink all the Mountain Dew you want to. Have at it. I don't care. You can just pee it all out in your diaper throughout the night. <laughs> Bottom line is this. God's given us some Promises. And I I tried to find it this morning during the prayer meeting. I couldn't find it. But I I don't know if this is the word, if it's an actual word in the King James or if this is just the the word we've used. I think it may be in there somewhere. The Lord's remembrancers. You know what the Lord's remembrances are? It's the ones that remind God, hey, God, don't forget, you said this. You said you were going to do this. That's an amen. Amen. Again, amen is not just amen. When I'm reminding God, God, I know what it looks like, but here's what you said. I, I know the direction my loved one's going, but you promised me you were going to save them, God. And so I'm just reminding you what you were what you said. You, I, I don't care what it looks like. I know what you said, and I'm holding on to your word. I am closing the circuit. I'm not just closing the circuit. I'm allowing the Spirit. Remember, I tried to put a little flame on there. That represents God continuing to give the energy and the faith and the grace, not just the word, but the strength. That you need to believe what he said to keep that thing going so that you reach the point where the word is fulfilled. Oh my, 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 my. I don't know. Maybe you're all just soaking it in so deeply here, but I just almost feels like just, yeah, whatever. And yet many of us sit frustrated with unfulfilled words. My question is, have you truly Have you truly been a worthy vessel that God has sent the word to? And rather than him going, eh, that wasn't received. I'll just take it back because I'll find somebody. I'll find somebody that'll take it. I'll find somebody that's worthy of it. I'll find somebody that's not just going to bury it someplace and wait and see. But I found somebody. That's going to give a response that says, let it be. It will be. So be it. So be it. I don't care what it looks like. This is what you said, God. So, amen. I don't care what it feels like. This is what you said, God. So to what you said, amen. So be it. Let it be so. It will be so. Because your word cannot. Cannot cannot return void. Sorry, folks, if the word's returning void, it's not because God failed. It's somewhere in me that I lacked my part. I, I, I lacked doing what I was. I can't earn it. I can't deserve it. I can't make it happen. But I do have a responsibility in it. Amen. I, I hope, I hope more than just this coming Sunday I get some more amens in church. But but I this this again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm this is not about please, please, please. I, I, I beg you, I hope you have I hope you don't end up walking out of here and all you end up hearing is well you're trying to get us to say amen in church. No. I want you to say amen tomorrow morning when you get up and it's just you and Jesus. And that, and that word is quickened back into your spirit. I want you to say amen then. I, I want you to say amen on Saturday when you get a call about the circumstance God's giving you a good word for and it's looking the opposite. I want you to say an amen then. I want there to be a let it be so then. I, I want there to be a closing of that circuit so that you're sending faith because Hebrews tells us that the word did not profit them. Why did the word not profit them? I know it doesn't say this in the King James, but I'm going to say it this way. They didn't close the circuit. Right, right. It did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. And amen is an expression of my faith. Yes, yes. wasn't the word that was the issue. They did not mix the word with faith. And so it didn't do them any good. I wonder how many times I, I'll pick on me, I wonder how many times I've sat in a service and a word's gone forth, but I never took my hold of it. That's mine. Amen. I don't care who else gets it tonight. Amen. That belongs to me. If that's the covenant you want to make, God, then here's my amen. I'm getting in the covenant with you. I'm I'm getting in that relationship with you so that your word's not going to return void. And I don't want to just be a spectator of your word not returning void from somebody else's life. I want there to be words you sent to me that come back to you that are not empty-handed because I did my part in the process. Oh, God. I want you to stand please. If you have if you haven't yet, I, I'm a s I'm assuming they're I am i am assuming they are i do not know if they're all archived yet or not. I know if they're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, they're all they're there immediately. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to the or watched the messages from Sunday, my I don't know. I know we've had a lot of words from God. I know we've had a lot of specific words from God. Not, so I'm I'm gonna back up. I'm not gonna try to compare or whatever. The bottom line is we heard Friday night, Sunday or Saturday night, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Three very clear, specific words. I wonder how many of you were in those services or how many of you have watched them since then. But. It's right now. It's only a cent word. But it hasn't been closed circuit yet because you've yet to give your. Amen. Let it be so. Let it be so. Father, I pray tonight that you would help us. God, you know, you said in your word, you acknowledged our weaknesses, our humanity, you know, our frailty. So God, you, you know all the reasons why so many times we, we lack an amen to your word but I pray that you would stir something within us tonight, God. Stir a confidence, a fresh confidence, because you have promised that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish what it has sent, been sent to do. But God, there's so many of the words that you have sent that our participation in that is absolutely essential. So God, I pray that you would help us Help us to learn, God, to confess with our mouth. We believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. Because we believe, we speak. Because it's not faith, it's not declared faith until it comes out of our mouths. It may be in our minds, we may hide it in our hearts, but the principle of your word is there's got to be some confession with our mouths. In the name of Jesus, God, for the sake of every one of us and for the sake of us as a body, let there be a fresh amen that comes from our lips, God, that lays hold not only a preached word that we hear collectively, but that lays hold to the individual words that you speak to us, that when you send out that word, God, we want to be a worthy recipient. We want to be a house, God, where that word abides, that you don't take it back because we are deemed to be unworthy. Let there be a response of faith and confidence and God let it be that when not if but when you show up let it be that you find faith God. God I want to be one of those that you find faith in when you show up that because of what may seem to be delay what may seem to be like you're not answering you're not coming that there's still faith so that when you do come I'm there waiting with expectancy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray that in every one of our lives, let it be a closed circuit, Lord. Let it be a closed circuit that that word is going forth to us. And then faith is returning back to you, God, so that it may accomplish what you send it to do in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Uh, Yes. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you this weekend in Jesus' name.